in the penal colony. It's a peculiar apparatus, said the certain traveller, gazing with a certain admiration for the device, which was, of course, fairly familiar. Peel the traveller responded to the invitation of comrade only out of politeness. He had been invited to attend the execution of a soldier, commended for disobeying and insulting his superior. Of course, interest in the execution was not very high, not even the penal colony in itself. At least here in a small, deep, sandy valley, closed in on all sides by barren slopes, apart from the officer, the traveller, there was well, present only the condemned, vacant-looking man, a broad mouth and dipulated hair and face. The soldier held a heavy chain, which were connected to small chains, which bound the condemned man by his feet and wrists, bones, as well as his neck, which also linked to each other by connecting chains. The condemned man had an expression of as of as eat dog like resignation. It looked as if one could set himself free to roam around the slopes. It would only have to whistle and start the execution for him to return. The traveller had little interest in the apparatus. Walked back and forth behind the condemned man, almost visibly indifferent. When the officer looked took care of the preparation, sometimes he called under the apparatus, which was built deep into the earth. Sometimes he climbed up a ladder to inspect the upper parts. These were really jobs which could have been left to a mechanic. The officer carried them out with great enthusiasm, maybe because he was peculiarly fond of this apparatus, or maybe because there was some other reason why one could not trust the the work to anyone else. It's ready now, already now, he finally cried, climbing back down the ladder. He was usually tired, breathing with his mouth wide open. He pushed two fine lady handkerchiefs under the collar of his uniform. These uniforms are really too heavy for the tropics, the traveller said, instead of asking some questions about apparatus. And the officer inspected. That's true, said the officer. He washed the oil and grease from his dirty hands. Bucket of water standing ready, but they they mean home, and we don't want to lose our homeland. Now, have a look at that apparatus. At this apparatus, he added immediately, drawing his hands with a towel and pointed to the voice. Up to this point, I've had to do some work by hand, but now, but from now on, the apparatus would work entirely on its own. Traveller nodded and followed the officer. The latter tried to protect himself against all eventualities by saying, Of course, breakdowns do happen. I really hope none will occur today, but we must be prepared for it. Average is supposed to keep going twelve hours without interruption. But if any breakdown do do occur, they'll only be very minor. We'll deal with them right away. Don't you want to sit down? he said finally, as he pulled out a chair from a pile of cane chairs and offered it to a traveller. The latter could not refuse. He sat on the edge of the pit, which he cast a fleeting glance. It is not too deep, very deep. On one side the hole of earth piled earth was heaped into a wall. On the other side stood the apparatus. I don't know, the officer said, whether the commandant was explaining the apparatus to you. Trevor made a vague gesture with his hand. It was good enough for the officer, for now he 
could explain the apparatus himself. This apparatus, he said, grasping a connecting rod and leaning against it, is our previous commandant's invention. I always worked, I also worked with him. Very early first tests we took while all the work right up to this completion. However, the credit for the invention belongs to him alone. Have you heard of our previous commandant? No? Well, I'm not claiming too much. I say the organisation, the entire penal colony, is his work. But he, his friends, already knew at the time of his death that the administration of the colony was so contained, self-contained, even his successor, a thousand new plans in mind. He would not be able to alter anything of the old plan, at least not for several years, and our predicament, prediction was held. New commandment was, has to recognise that. It's a shame you don't know, didn't know the previous commandant. However, the officer said, interrupting himself, I'm chattering. This apparatus stands here in front of us. As you see, it consists of three parts, passage of time. Certainly, proper names have been developed for each of these parts. One underneath is called the bed. The other one is called the inscriber. And here in the middle, this moving part is called the harrow. The harrow, Trevor asked. He had not been listening with full attention. The sun is necessarily strong, trapped in this shadowless valley, and one could hardly collect one's thoughts. So the officer appeared to him, all the more admirable, with his tight tunic way down with effortless and festooned with raid, ready to go and raid. He examined the matter to go so eagerly that. So eagerly, and while he was talking, adjusted screws here and there with a screwdriver. The soldier had appeared to be a stem state of traveller. He'd wound the contented man's chain around both his wrists, supporting himself with his hand his, on his weapon, letting his head hang, hang backward, not bothering about anything. The traveller did not surprise at that. The officer spoke French and clearly. Neither the soldier nor commandant men understood the language. So it's all the more striking that the commandant man, despite of that, did what he could to follow the officer's explanation. With sort of sleepy persistence, he kept directing the gaze of the place the officer had just pointed. And then a question from the traveller interrupted the officer. The condemned man looked at the traveller, too, just as the officer was doing. Yes, the harrow, said the officer. Name fits, and needles are arranged as in a harrow. The whole thing is driven like a harrow, although it stays in one place, and it's principle, much more artistic. You understand in a moment, the condemned is laid out here on the bed. First, and describe your races, only when let the procedure to go to work. Why well, you are able to follow it better. Also, sprocket and the inscriber is steadily worn. It really squeaks. When it's motion one, hardly makes... One self understood. Unfortunately, replacement parts are difficult to come by in this place. So there is the bed. As I said, the whole thing is completely covered with a layer of cotton wool, one purpose of which I find you'll find out for a moment. The man is laid out on his stomach, a cotton wool, naked of course. There are straps on the hand here, and there are straps the feet here, and throat there, to tie him securely, a head of the bed there. While well, the man, as I mentioned, lies face down in his small protruding jump of felt, you can easily be adjusted when it presses right 
to the man's mouth. The purpose to prevent him screaming and biting his tongue to pieces. Of course, the man had to let the fill felt in his mouth, otherwise the straps around his throat would break his neck. The wood that's got a wall, asked the traveller. Bent down. Yes, it is, said the traveller, officer smiling. Feel it yourself. Took up the traveller's hand and left him, led him over the bed. It's specially prepared, Cottonwall. That's why it looks so unrecognisable. I'll get around to mention its purpose in a moment. Traveller's already been won over a little to the apparatus, his hand over his eyes to protect him from the sun. He looked at the apparatus in the hole, his massive construction, the bed and scriber, same size, and looked at the two dark chests and scribers set in them two metres above the bed, and the two were joined together at the corners of the four brasses rods, but all which almost inflected the sun. The harrow hung between the chests and a band of steel. The officers hardly noticed the only indifference of the traveller. But he did have a sense how the latter interest was being aroused for the first time.